death, one ripple, and history will change in a blink. The future will not be the world you know. The world you came from, the world you were created in, won't exist, so neither will you. It's not just his life at stake, it's yours. You want to sacrifice yourself for this. You want me to sacrifice you. You want to call it? Do it now. All of you. Yeah. Because sometimes this team structure isn't flat. It's mountainous, with me at the summit, in the stratosphere, alone. Left to choose. Save the poet. Save the universe. Watch people burn now, or tomorrow. Sometimes, even I can't win. Welcome to Into the Time Vortex podcast. We're talking about Doctor Who. Um, we're talking about an episode here called The Haunting of Villa Diodati. I am Ken. Jeff. Julia. So... Um, we just said it. There was no uh, preaching of the week. There was no message of the week. So that was a bonus right there. A positive for this episode. What do we guys think of it? Or what is it? What was this episode about? It's basically the origin of uh, Frankenstein, the uh, Mary Shelley. Oh, was, I mean, yeah. They show up 1816 Geneva at the house where Byron and Shelley and Mary. Wollstonecraft are staying along with a f few other people and um, there's a uh, weird stuff happening really weird stuff very weird I mean it was a uh, I thought it was pretty good I liked it yeah I thought I, it was decent I thought it was really good um, I thought there was a lot of good creepy stuff in it I didn't write any notes because I was pretty much wrapped up in the story um, there wasn't anything really to be annoyed by. Um, I, I do have a, a, a negative, but I'm not even going to mention it because it was so early in the episode. I was kind of in that negative mode waiting for the episode to unfold negatively, and it didn't, so... Who wrote this one? I don't know. Not Chris Chibnall. Because <laughs> I, I looked, because he's written the last few, and they have been bad, dire. So as soon as I write... Oh, it was written by Maxine Alderton. Oh, yeah, I remember seeing that. What has she so. written? She's written... Yeah, so... She's written... Emmerdale, um, The Worst Witch, and that's it. She hasn't written for Doctor Who before? Nope, this is her only Doctor Who episode. Okay. But I thought it was pretty. I mean, I thought it was a pretty good episode. Yeah, there, there, there was a lot of mood and atmosphere in it. There was, it was a lot of creepy stuff. The, the, the flashes of the, of the apparitions, mm -hmm. so to speak. Uh, again, not making a whole lot of sense. It looked like just a regular horror movie type of thing with things crashing around and ghosts and stuff like that. But. In the end, there's a scientific reason for most of it, but we obviously, there's a couple things that we don't have explanations for, which is interesting. We'll talk about that a little bit later. I thought um, the pacing and the editing and the cinematography was really well, like at one point we see Graham with a candle and the other woman with a candle, and her candle goes out, and then that foreground turns 
black and he's in the background so they really did a good job with the cinematography in this the the whole setting of the of the house and everything was you know like a scary movie like what you would see out of a, a good horror haunted haunting house haunted house or something yeah it was definitely there was a lot of jump scares in this and yeah. I you know it, yeah it did have a lot of spook factor yeah the, but it was good I mean because yeah. we haven't seen that recently and um we haven't seen that in a long time yeah yeah it, it reminded me a bit of oh gosh it was an I think it was a tenant episode where they go they go to a haunted house um there's the one with uh Capaldi did one with the haunted house right well, there was Bill. one there was one that was um yeah, I, I don't remember. It was that. with um, that woman who was in. Um, oh, oh, oh. Ugh. Oh, the 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 Adventures of Space and Time. Yeah. That Call woman. The midwife. But she was also. Oh, that was a Matt Smith episode. Was it? Yeah. Okay. And that was what's the <laughs> name of it? Can't think of it off the top of my head. It was during that season, like like the. Um, where they go and it's the wedding of river songs season yeah. well, i don't know i don't know that no it wasn't it was with clara okay yeah clara and matt smith jessica rain yeah and, and that was had some creepy stuff in it too i don't remember it. we we can't remember the name of it i can't remember it ending strongly but <laughs> whatever it was yeah it wasn't um, Emma Grayling episode in 2013. Uh, yeah, yeah so whatever. Um, so I, I think it did really well with that. I think the characters overall I thought were, were well handled, especially the companions for the most part. I, I, I you know, there was a little bit of um, at the beginning where they were kind of like trying to fill people in on, on I think this episode did this a couple of times where it started to go in a certain direction and I was just like ready to go oh no and then it didn't it went in an opposite direction the one scene is the Cyberman and the, the baby where they're talking about love of the child mm -hmm. and everything and the and the Cyberman yeah. is starting to and I'm like wait a minute didn't you see this episode before but then it like says no you know and it just totally does you know and I'm like oh good finally they didn't fall into that love love conquers all and sorry man blows up and that's the end of the episode it was like you know I spared it because it was useless and blah 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 it wasn't you know yeah and that's what sorry man is supposed to be like they're not supposed to be like sentimental sentimental and, and um, even a half cyberized uh, human w wouldn't have that left or whatever so I'm glad they went in that direction it was I don't think it was half summer. I think it was battle damage. Mm, no, it looked pretty intentional. The mask was pretty intentionally half, half the face. Yeah. Was yeah. Visible. Could that have been battle damage? It could be, or it could. I thought it was half cyberized. Yeah, but they wouldn't just give you half a head. Yeah. No, but. I, I, I mean, I don't know how far back this Cyberman is supposed to be in the greater scheme of things. You know. Maybe that's how they looked at one point. Well, she we she she that. mentioned uh, the the arms. Not I don't want to get too technical in the cyber lore, but the arms were similar to the tenth planet. They had the rings around them, and the silver coating and, and hands, 
So it felt like it was a little bit like the 10th Cyberman, 10th uh, Planet Cyberman, a little bit. The mask was more like, and the clomping clunk, clunk, was more like the new Who um, Cyberman. Um, and I didn't get a good enough look at the detail on it, but you know, we've had half cyberized people before, and you know, I don't know. Um, she mentioned the doctor mentioned it, saying this one's different. This yeah, one looks she did different. Say, she did say so she'd never seen one that looked like that before. I don't know if that means is that is that important? Who knows? Well, probably for next week or something. We'll see. Yeah. I mean, I find it far more creepy to see a half a face there than. Yeah. a full metal mask, you know, I think they're, um, you can still see them as what they, who they used to be. Yeah, I think, I agree, I think that makes, that's what makes Creepy Cybermen, I mean, I know not everyone likes the design of the 10th, 10th Planet Cybermen, but they looked more human because they could see their human hands and you can see the eyes, the eyes and stuff like that, so there was a little more that's creepier than just a full-blown robot suit on because then it doesn't look human it's just completely covered even seeing the chin of the Cybermen I know again some people disagree with this but seeing the chin of the Urshak Cybermen you could like there's a human inside there it's not all mm -hmm. it's not a robot but right um, but anyways the Cybermen are in this and well, I guess that was the big surprise that the, they were if you make sure you watch this, a big surprise in it. Well, I mean, was there an up, uptick in ratings when they said there was a surprise with Captain Jack and then the ratings know. go up and so they're... Well, just the ratings have been going down. Yeah, so um, the show hasn't been that good and, and this is, in my opinion, this is easily the best of the season uh, yeah. by a lot, in my opinion, because I've never, even the first couple, I didn't... And more or less, the Doctor loses. Yeah, yeah, it's kind of a she. She a kind of yeah, know, like a retreat <clears throat> into it, and then well, I really because she had she gave the Cyberman the thing that she wasn't supposed to yeah. give him, and but she says she now has to fight the next battle, so it's it's basically a retreat, and now we got to fight in the future. I mean, she can't win the battle right then and there, so she had to do a strategic retreat to then battle them again. And that was an interesting moment because Brian comes out of nowhere and like in front of everyone and says, well, we're not going to spare this guy if it saves billions. And I thought that was a little weird yeah, that he said that. Yeah, a little that. out of character, I think, for him, but and I, don't, I don't quite... And the doctor, and, and this is the moment that, that, I, that I was looking for, I think, Jodie Whittaker then says, no, that's not how it works. But then she went on to say, this guy has this guy has value it was like he does this and this and this which creates this right but if he wasn't if he was just some slave or something would she have said yeah you're right Ryan let's just let him die I mean yeah well, she let, going back to orphan whatever was she let those two mother and daughter just die yeah well she left them there yeah, we she don't left know if them they there. died or not but she left them there yeah realistically they, they're dead yeah. but she she made a, a, a speech basically saying you guys you companions suck because you were thinking that and this is me sort of better than you and this is how it is and she this is how I got the, the whole speech about her being on top of the mountain or whatever and I, I thought this was probably her best moment so far as the doctor I thought it was really 
like she's basically saying this is why I do what I do and then you guys she's, she wasn't mad at them necessarily but they basically said you can't it's hypocritical because the doctor has given up on other people in the past but it's her basically saying this is the battle that we're doing right now we're going to save this guy's life and then we'll deal with it later we're not going to trade off and allow one person to die to save billions mm -hmm. Um, plus, if they did that, they would have they wouldn't have episodes, <laughs> so they need to have right. two more episodes. To so I thought it was a really good moment for her, and I thought she was fantastic through the whole episode. There was never anything that I thought was stupid or or underwhelming, like we had seen most of the season. Yeah, I agree. I thought she. I liked that speech. I thought it echoed other speeches that the doctor has given to his companions about how they just don't get it. Because yeah. they don't get it. Yeah. And they're not supposed, <laughs> and they're not to. supposed I mean, to. And when they do, you kind of, there's, you want a little bit of conflict and a little bit of separation between them. When you start to have a companion who thinks just like the doctor, Rose, mm -hmm. later on, uh, Martha, later on, and, he, and Donna, to a degree, um, later on, and even Clara, they, they all eventually get to that point. It's not as exciting. It's not as interesting because they're no longer that student or whatever. They're more of, a, of an equal. And they want to do that a little bit <clears throat> in this show. They want to make more equality or whatever. But um, Yeah, but in the, at the end of the day, like she said, she's really the one in charge. Yeah. Right, yeah. And they need to realize that, that she's going to go along with them when it suits her to, mm -hmm. you know, when it agrees with what her thoughts are already, but when it doesn't. Yeah. And then they were good companions at the end where she says, look, you're, you don't have to come with me, I can do this by myself, and they say, no, you're, we're coming with you, and then she they smiles. They every week. Yeah, and then she smiles at the end. But so I, I like, even though I don't like the fact that we have three companions and, you know, they handled them very well. I mean, they, they they separated them up again. They did this, was it last week? I thought they did a pretty good job separating them. But they did a good a good job again this week, but I still think it's better with less. Um, but I thought they were really good in this, and I thought at the end when they said, yeah, we'll go with you and stuff, and, um, you know, I don't know if the guy who plays Ryan is really that good of an actor. I mean, I think the, the supporting cast in this episode was really good, and he was... He's probably going to be gone, though. Yeah. He's wooden. He's very wooden. Um, well, he's, he got that show in the United States he's doing now. Yeah. Oh, he does? The actor? Yeah. So I think. Oh. Well, you heard a rumor that they're losing two companions. Yeah, he has on her Instagram that says, Time, time Traveler, she's got a line through it. Hmm. Huh. Her Instagram page. Hmm. So I'm thinking she's... Sounds like to. she could have fired was she mad? I mean, is, I mean, that doesn't when people cross something off. I guess I don't. Know. Well, she's no longer a time traveler. She's off the show. Yeah. Well. Yeah, but they've already shot next season, so she's probably. Or no, they show. shot a New Year's special or something. Oh. oh Maybe I, they don't I make don't, it. I didn't know that. In the next two episodes. I there hasn't been any uh, information about the last, the next, the New Year's Day or Christmas or New Year's Day special. That's already filmed. No, I didn't even know about that. It's news to me. So how many, we have two episodes left this season? Yeah. Does that include the Christmas or New Year's Eve? No, that's not okay. part of the season. Okay. That's a special. Wow. Like the Dalek one we got, 
last yeah. year. I counted as this previous season. <laughs> Is it going to? I guess if they don't put it on the Blu-ray, they can sell it, sell it separately and make more money. Well, but they don't they do. Well, okay. Well, then that's why they do it. That's the only reason they do it. So uh, we'll talk about the the production and the and the scheduling at the end here. But um, so I the my favorite moment was when the Cyberman hears. I think it's probably the baby. Or she, he, 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 the Cyberman hears the woman chanting or praying or whatever, and his head turns. It's like it creaks when he turns, and it's really slow. That's that was pretty cool. Good, and and this is my probably one of my favorite Cyberman episodes ever of the um, the new show. I, I haven't really f been fond of how they've handled the Cyberman at all, and some of them have been downright. Um, yeah. Nightmare and silverish, but <laughs> really bad. But uh, this one was good because it was one side man. He was creepy. He was um, he did clump around a lot, but um, it was menacing. There was a menacing creature trying to get to them through okay. that barrier, and I'm like, you know, I could feel my attention building up a little bit. Unlike anything else we've seen, especially this season, where you're like, yeah, who cares? <laughs> Plastic birds flying around. Hey, who cares? <laughs> yep. But yeah, that Praxius episode was painful. Not as bad as Orphan 55, no, but everything's but it was, bad. It's close. Everything's it's close. Bad. I finished it and I'm like, oh, I can't watch the next one yet. <laughs> I need a breather. Yeah. Yeah, this is a I and this is the first one this season where I feel like I, I will probably um, it's watch one it. to watch again. Yeah, I, I definitely want to watch it again. I want to, um, um, you know, especially since it's a multi-part too. I want to look at it again and, and maybe some of the questions we had could be potentially answered. But and I like how it it does tie into the big picture because there's a lot of connections, like the message. Uh, message from Captain Jack or whatever, but it's not. It doesn't. It didn't jar with the episode. It fit right into the episode. Obviously, they. It felt like to me they added the Captain Jack line after they had written this one. So they, it wasn't like they were forcing something into this episode where Captain Jack showed up and went, "Hey guys," you know. It wasn't. There was nothing that was really that jarring. Um, it fit right in. So. Yeah. Um, you know, and obviously there's more going on, so we'll find out. But um, you know, this might even be my favorite of of Jodie Whittaker's Doctors. I'm not sure yet. I, I I would have to probably watch that Dalek one again because that was my favorite from last season. Um, and there was a couple last season that were that were pretty good, but this season's just been so. And 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 again, how do you compare when you watch this episode? Are we comparing it to this season? Because compared to this season, this this you could tell it. As you're watching it, you're like, this is better than we've seen all season. Mm -hmm. And, at least in, in my opinion, and um, is it because it's so, the episodes have been so low that our expectations have dropped, and so now maybe this one isn't as good, but it's just better than what we've seen? I mean, I don't know if that's how it works. You know, I think most people kind of try to look at it and say, well, compared to all the episodes, how does it, you know... Again, maybe multi-viewings answer that after you watch well, it again. I think it was just a good episode. Yeah. I mean, I don't mm -hmm. think that... 
I don't. I don't think it's because all the other episodes were so bad. I think it was just a good episode. Yeah. Well, that's good. Yeah, it was pretty good. Yeah, uh, it's good to have these, and and you know, I, I, I hate to put a negative. Spin it's good on. to have a, a good science fiction episodes in between the the, uh, the know, teaching moment of the week <laughs> episodes that we have. I really feel like um, Chibnall's going up and saying, "Here are our scripts," and then someone's going, "How do we? How can we get plastic and, and this de destruction of the earth into this?" And Chibnall's like, "What?" <laughs> it's, yeah, get, let's get pla put plastic in it where so, plastic is, or or. Someone I know in England says a lot of the BBC shows, the BBC making them put message like yeah. a lot of those messages in, even regular type shows like the soaps stuff like that. Well, you're getting a little bit of that in America too, where you need to have episodes that that have these check marks of like, have, like it has to be a a woke episode, it has to be about the the you know and, and it. If, a, if I'm a good writer, they, they, they can already have some of that stuff in there and say, yeah, I don't need to worry about that. I, I, I'm doing it this way. And but in I, a 10-episode season, you can, okay, one, but three or four is kind of overkill. Well, maybe they get more points with BBC or I something. Know, because they, they're not getting points with the fans because fans points. aren't tuning in anymore. Yeah. And if you want to make money and have a successful show, you kind of need the fans to tune in. Yeah. Well, and if that's something that they need Exotic to handle, the Hedgehog, for example, the fans were hor didn't care for the way they looked, so they brought it back and redid the way Sonic looked. Because yeah. they realized, hey, if we release it this way, no one's gonna go see it, and they're not gonna make any money. Well, I mean, we have two more episodes left, and, and if they're as if they're as good as this one or better, even then, you know, is all forgiven. Maybe not, because we'll still remember that earlier yeah, Orphan Black episode. Or Orphan, Orphan 55. 55. <laughs> I wish it was an Orphan Black yeah, episode. Orphan Black would have been good, but <laughs> 55 is... Uh, we always talk... That's the number one episode we've talked about this season, because it's, it's so bad. So bad. It, it, from now on, we'll always compare every episode. You know, <laughs> This episode, is it better than Orphan 55? Of course. Um, anything? Okay, so uh, what was your about, negative? I, I had at the beginning somebody in the group says there's nothing to be afraid of, and then they open the door and it's the Doctor Crew. And I was going to make a, a comment about that's the problem with these sh this episode, these this season is nothing to be afraid of. You're not afraid of anything. You're not invested in anything because it's just so almost by the numbers kind of like oh killer birds maybe kids are afraid of killer birds but we're not and but then I didn't mention it because the episode was it was scary. I wasn't afraid I wasn't like <clears throat> but it, it was scary it was creepy and so I said well they didn't do that so I'm, I'm not gonna mention it but you know I thought it was totally like a tagline because you know why did they think that they were from the colonies did we miss that part when the when the Players skipped that because they kept saying, "I don't think they're from the colonies." Because well, I don't know. I, I also wonder. Is it because they had Ryan? Yeah, but he had a British accent. But maybe they thought he was their slave. There were black people in England. But if they're from the colonies, it could have been. Maybe they thought mm -hmm. it was his, their slave or servant or whatever. I don't know. 
I don't know I enough know. about that history to know how well, they would feel about it. And there was, was quite still, a way. I mean, slavery was about to end in Great Britain. I want to say it ended around 1820 or 30. You know, it definitely wasn't as common in Great Britain. It was way common on the on the in their colonies. You yeah. know, like sugarcane plantations yeah. and things, but. Well, that's why I was I, I was half expecting because this this season has been like that I was half expecting them to say oh you guys can come in but you have to use the servant entrance yeah. or whatever and I, I felt they just sort of ignored that because that wasn't part of this episode the episode was more about what was going on and not a political statement which is so refreshing <laughs> to have an episode where it just doesn't have some sort of message I mean one message would be if you live in a big mansion, maybe you shouldn't put your baby like a hundred miles away in a, in a secluded, closed door. You know, you don't have cameras back then to monitor a baby monitor, so it's like, and I'm sure That's that... That's why they have a maid. Well, they, but no one seemed to be close to that baby. The maid closed the door completely and walked... How could you possibly hear the baby? And, uh, you know, crib death and everything was very... It was funniest, one of the funniest <laughs> things of this story was... Graham trying to find the bathroom. Oh yeah, there yes. were no bathrooms yeah. really. Well, they had the pots. No, there either you go. Yeah, you that's go where in the, the chamber pot. That's where the expression you don't have a pot to piss in because yeah. that's what they did. Yeah. Or you go outside, go line a tree. Well, and they couldn't go outside in this episode. So, um, yeah. So I, I thought that was a good touch, and there was a lot of little things in it that I thought worked really well. Um, even Yaz had a moment to sit down and talk, and that woman who was pining for that guy and then at the end she's like you used me as a shield and you were flirting with the doctor and and you know you're done i'm done with you and everything and that, i thought that was a good scene too because you know yeah just well and lord byron had a massive reputation as a as a womanizer yeah, yeah. Um, that was one of the lines that the doctor said you know don't bring up frankenstein and don't snog Byron, <laughs> and then the uh, the that other doctor there or whatever with his is it he was a dark temper, and he goes, uh, "Come, we go get the gun," and everyone's rolling their eyes and everything. I thought that was kind of funny too. That was a good. It, scene. it definitely had amusing bits that yeah. were um, nice. And it wasn't stupid, over the top, mm -hmm. funny. It was no, no. all kind of mixed right in, and that makes a good story. Yeah, so it was well written. Whoever yeah. wrote this should write another episode. <laughs> and then. Maybe, um, yeah, get her, is it her? Yes. yes. Get her to write more episodes next season. And and for the person who wrote uh, Orphan 55, no. have them I don't know, write for Countryside or whatever that <laughs> stupid show is beforehand. Um, but. I mean, Chris Chibnall has written a lot of these episodes. He's credited as the other, the second writer, which is concerning. Yeah. Considering he's, he's probably writing the next two. Oh yeah, so look at what we're looking at. That's our negative for this uh, podcast. Uh, is Chris Chibnall's writing the next two? <laughs> is he? Do we know that for sure? <laughs> yeah, it's written right, right down here. Yes, oh. you the Serpent, written by Chris Chibnall. Swell. So. I just don't get it. I mean, Broadchurch was so brilliant, and I don't get it. 
I feel like though there's another producer in the credits. I don't remember who it was, but there's Mac, someone else. Max, Mark Se Severins or something. I don't know. Yeah. There's maybe there's other people that are. I mean, I, you know, I said that about Moffat when Moffat was able to deliver some of the best episodes ever, and then he comes in and, and delivers seasons that had were littered with problems. I was like, well, who's who's changing his? You know, who, how come he can't do it anymore? Is it some sort of Control or something? Who, or was it Russell T. Davis was fixing his things and he never really was that good? I don't know. I don't know. We're never gonna know. Well, no, no one unless they someone speaks up and you know I have to expect Chibnall if he after he leaves the show a year later or so unless he, I mean you you say stuff like this and you could lose your job but as writer but maybe he'll say in a memoirs years down the line that like, yeah I tried to do this and the BBC was saying no you gotta do something about mental illness or uh, plastic or what was the other one the spiders and it's just you know oh, environment environment <laughs> yeah. it's like whatever um, anything else about this one no but we're gonna talk about the yeah so I guess the news, the rumor is, the news is that right now, and this is my argument that this doesn't make any sense unless there's a plan. Right now there's no Doctor Who. I guess they we're going to have one in uh, at the end of the year. Yeah, that's going to be the special. Or New Year's special. Yeah. And then they're going to start production, pre-production, this September. Yeah. Okay. It takes eight to ten months to make the show. Does it? Is my question. When did this last season go into production? I don't remember. Because... It, I think January of last year. It's ten episodes. Now, is the next season going to be ten? I don't know. Okay. Well, the thing that's funny, since we're driving, I can have any Doctor Who in 2021. It'll probably start on New Year's Day in 2022. But, that, see, but the problem is Russell T. Davis did four 13-episode seasons with Christmas specials. Four years in a row. Yes. No problem. But I don't think the show took nine, ten months to make. You you can't fit that into the schedule and have unless you're filming episodes while the show is airing. If you're airing episode one and two, you're still filming the fat bass. They can do that. They do that all the time. Over here in America, they have longer episodes. So you know they're still producing. Well, not now, but they were probably still producing stuff all the way up until Christmas for Flash and all those shows. But they're airing them. They're not going to wait until Elementary they're all... Elementary was always a good one to know. Because you would watch it, and it'd be fall, and then it'd be snow, yeah. and then it'd be springtime mm -hmm. when they were filming. And you know they were filming as the series yeah. season was going out. You, what did you say? Elementary? Yeah. yeah. When Elementary was on. But when Elementary was delayed that time and it aired in the summer, they still had they were filming. They still had snow and stuff. So you're watching the summer episode and the yeah, they had filmed, they it. filmed it. Had, yeah. They had delayed it. They had delayed the uh, release of it. But so my my question is, it's they're they're saying that they're not going to release it until 2022. That's by choice. That's not by we're not going to be done with it by then. No, you're, if you start production in September, you're going to be done with it probably by the year. You could almost. So be, why are they going to wait a whole freaking year? That's what I'm asking. They're, they're not going to. They're not going to unless they're unless Jodie Whittaker is working on another project or Chibnall's working on another project like, when, like Sherlock like Holmes. Like they had the special for Tenet. 
Yeah. Because he was doing Hamlet. So if that's the case, come out and say, yeah, we're busy, so that's why we're delaying production. But you can't sit there and say, well, it takes nine to ten months, and we're not going to be done producing it until April of 2021. They say, yeah, we got to do this. Filming's going to take eight to ten months, and then we're going to go in post-production and blah, blah, blah. I'm like, yeah, post-production takes but about a month. Davis did four seasons of 13 episodes and all those oh, Christmas specials. They go they go into post-production as soon as the first as soon as they start the filming. The episode is done, right? One episode is done, it goes to post-production, right? Yeah, but that's not the excuse that they're giving. It's usually, that's how it's understood. Yeah. Yeah. But, but I mean, so, it, it, I, I would feel I that... that some of these special effects take a while, yeah. but... Well, some From of these this season would it's take like a It looks like a kid did it with his computer. Yeah, some of these this season wouldn't take too long. <laughs> The bird. I don't know. And maybe it's a choice by the BBC. So oh, we're going to give it a break. I'm like, why? Yeah, but they just gave it a break. A yeah, year. we just got off a year break. Now we're going to have another year break when this yeah. one's over. Well, and if that's what they want to do, then then say that. Don't say that the you know we're not going to be ready because of the production. Because there's no way that they're going to be working on this thing unless they're going to like, oh, let's work only two hours today on the special effects. They're going to have episodes ready by summer of next year. So the if probably, they don't, yeah, the part would be, the part be, yeah, you're probably right. So if they're going to wait until 2022, then that's a choice that they decided to do. And the, well, there was a rumor when he first started that someone wrote said that the first season would be in 2018, then the next season would be in 2020, then the next season would be in 2022, and it seems that that person who started that rumor way back in when they started Jody Whittaker's filming seems to be spot on and I was like nah they're not going to do that they're not going to want to go in be that long in between and in well, between shows and apparently they are I don't know why and they made it 10 episodes totally it's totally yeah. losing its momentum yeah you know I mean I get it they don't shoot as many episodes for British television I'm a big fan of Shetland and Vera, and both of those shows are like, Vera is usually four episodes per season, Shetland is six, maybe eight. And granted, they're an hour and a half each episode, yeah. but still, they come out every year, you know? Yeah. I mean, it is like shooting a movie each episode. Is mm -hmm. When Sherlock was at its height, it came out every year. I know it was only three episodes, but they were like almost two hours long. Yeah. Well, yeah. The, as fans, we know what's going on, but as the general public, you have to think like, you know, I'm going to turn on the TV. Doctor Who's not on. Is it canceled? You know. And if these last two episodes suck, the last thing you see, and that's the last thing you have for a whole year. Well, that's think, part of it. And you're going to like. I'm not going to watch this New Year's special. Well, and that's part of it. If, if they end strong and they have two more really, really good episodes... Then they're losing the momentum. Like you just yeah, we, we picked up momentum and then we're going to be like, oh, now we got to wait two years or whatever. And that sucks. But if it's they're bad episodes, then it's kind of like, well, that's okay. Then i got other things well, then, to do. <laughs> I mean, my film literally almost did the same type of schedule Russell T. Davis did. Yeah. His stuff came out. The only time we had a gap was because they wanted to move it from the spring to the fall. And then, yeah. they, then they want to change because they say, okay, playing it in the fall is not working. Let's bring it back to the spring. So we had another little gap between. Yeah. But it wasn't that long. We had episodes every year. Yeah. And again, if the if someone's busy, if Jodie Whittaker's busy, then... They come out and say it. 
Yeah, she's doing a West fine. End show. I mean, Come out and say she's doing a West End show. I mean, with Sherlock Holmes, it was like we're lucky we can get those two back because they're they're the like you know super biggest popular and in everything. <laughs> yeah, they're in these while huge there. movies. He was in 1917. I didn't even realize that. Oh, Cumberbatch? Cumberbatch? Yeah, yeah, Cumberbatch. Yeah, I heard about that. I didn't watch it. I haven't watched that yet. Um, but, but... I mean, yeah, the two of them were in, like... One was in Avengers... Uh, Marvel movies. Marvel movies. Both of them were both in Marvel movies. Both and both Doctor Strange Marvel, is going to yeah. be starting up filming soon. Yeah. And they were both in the Hobbit movies. And, yeah. you know, they were in a ton of things. Yeah. So that we can understand. And we have, you know, we, we're... You know, I, I just say grateful. The, the ones that they did... That we waited for all that time weren't that good, I don't think. But well, they were all right. Well, not as good as when it, like you say, in the first couple of seasons, that was when it. Yeah, the first was. couple of seasons were amazing. There's only so much you can do. Yeah. yeah. But um, yeah, then they started moffing it. <laughs> that's right. That's got to be a new term. That's we we coin moffing. <laughs> Yeah, but it's kind of maybe Chibnall will moff at the last two seasons and we'll, our last two episodes, and we'll be like. But you have to admit, it is pretty frustrating. You have to wait a whole year yeah. for mm -hmm. brand new Doctor Who, one we've been used to every year. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Oh, we're going to increase your season to ten, maybe give you a holiday special between Christmas and New Year's, but then you also have to wait a whole year for the next season. Yeah. It's just. Well, like I said, it hurts more when you have really good episodes and when you don't, you're, you're kind of like, well, maybe it'll take them a couple of years to get their act together. <laughs> and, you know, it didn't work this time. But the, you know, are you going to get bigger ratings if you wait two years? You're going to get less Apparently people not who are... the ratings have been going down. Yeah, well... Well, that's because the episodes have been bad. Yeah. So if the episodes are bad and the ratings keep going down this season, is anyone really going to wait a year? Well, all three of us have have made comments this year about, like my my brother had said, I, I don't even care anymore about watching it, and both all three of us have alluded to that. I don't think realistically we would stop watching it, but we're just kind of. Yeah, but like, I don't want it to become a hate watch, you know. Well, like, yeah. The <laughs> last three weeks was a hate watch until today. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you're watching it, and the minute it starts, you're like. This really sucks. You can tell just right off the bat. This really yeah. sucks, and then all of a sudden they have to hammer it. Oh, here's the lesson for the day, kids. Yeah. So get your notebooks out in pencils and start writing this all down. Well, it's like going to school and having a class that you don't like. You know you're gonna not like it. You just go and watch it, and then you go to your next class. I like was prepared to not like today's yeah. episode. I'm sitting there saying, "Okay, how are you gonna screw up this week?" Yeah. And my son, who's a huge Doctor Who fan too. He hasn't watched since before Capaldi left. Yeah. He just has totally lost interest in it. Well, kids grow out of it. I, I mean... He's 31. Uh, okay, never mind. <laughs> <laughs> okay, let me rephrase that. People grow like you're, you're Kurt's grown out of it, right? He's not watching Doctor Who, right? Because he thinks the new show sucks. Well, yeah, my so other kid is not... My 15-year-old is not interested okay. in it Okay, he watched either. Capaldi. Yeah, he okay. knows Capaldi. He doesn't yeah. like the Jodie Whittaker stories because he yeah. thinks they were horrible. He well, and so may maybe, you know, I, I was going to say kids do grow out of things, younger kids or whatever, but maybe there's an insight into and, and <laughs> so maybe maybe 31-year-old, yeah, maybe you just kind of get... Well, the 15-year-old stopped watching when Matt Smith left. Okay. He was like, nope. Yeah, so... He's my favorite. I don't want to watch anymore. Like, okay. Yeah, I mean, I guess there are people like that. If if they 
you know, Peter Capaldi was, did, did he say he was too old? <laughs> okay. Yeah, too old, too cranky. Okay, well. I kind of like that. I know, me too. I, I, I prefer that over, but. Um, I wish he was still on the show, to be honest. Yeah. Yeah, I, I mean, that's a, a good what if we could talk about someday is imagine Capaldi in these episodes. What would it be? They'd be better because he's a better actor. Yes, he had a, he had more of a presence. Maybe he had more of a but presence. But you, you still have Orphan Fifty Five. Not even Tom Baker can Capaldi save had Orphan some 55. bad episodes too. He did. So he really was, but his, ones. but you tuned in for his performance because his, his performance was always top notch. I'm sorry, well, Jody can't save a bad episode. I, I think she did really good in this. Eh? I'm not and saying then, she did okay. she did bad in this. I mean, she just. Can't. But I think it works. There's in certain tandem. actors. If you give them a shitty script, yeah, are gonna make chicken salad out of it. But but well, I think there's a limit to that, and I but don't at know. At least make take your interest off the horrible story. I mean, Tom Baker was a really good doctor, but boy, he was horrible in those episodes toward the end. With well, uh, we had, there's there's a reason for nightmare, that. Uh, well, he they didn't never rein him in. Well, they let him do what he wants. Yeah. So. That's a little bit different, I guess. But I guess you, you could be right if you have a, a, an actor that's perfect with a role. I, I think, you know, we've only seen Paul McGann a little bit, but I, I would have loved have to you see listen him. to some of those audios with Paul McGann. You're just shaking your head, going, "Man, what could have been?" Yeah, he was. I did listen to the first season of Paul McGann episodes, and I thought he was fantastic. Everything and I've seen Paul McGann in, he's been fantastic. Yeah, and uh, I didn't more. even mind him in the. In the movie, the Doctor Who movie, I mean, it was a not a. He was the best movie, part of that. <laughs> he was the best part of that movie. It's t the Time War series that he's in has been really good. Yeah, but I mean, y you know, I think if you, I, I'm not going to blame Jodie Whittaker, but I think she could be. You could well look at Chris uh, John Sim. So here was an actor that we all liked in other shows like. Um, Life on, on Mars, Mars, and he comes in and plays the master in Doctor Who, and it's like, oh God. Well, at least he got a reprise one. Well, yeah, but um, so sometimes Doctor Who can kill people, can just absolutely and wipe and make John them bad. Play the master for a big finish. Yeah. So we know that they're not going to screw that up. They usually they don't usually do. They're usually pretty good. I mean, if they can make Mel decent, I mean. Yeah. Well. Yeah. So. And so maybe sometimes it comes down to the writing. If you still, I mean, I'm not going to, here I am, I'm just about ready to, I was going to say, um, I was going to compliment uh, Moffat, <laughs> which I don't. But if Moffat was still doing it, I mean, would these shows be better? I don't know, you know. Well, they wouldn't have a year gap. Well, but they also wouldn't be, um, I don't know. I, I, I think Chris Chimel's episodes have been, have have gotten rid of some of the bad stuff that Moffat did, but they they've have their own issues. But I think this one. Um, but anyways, waiting all two years for this. Um, you know, we'll find out after two episodes whether or not it's going to be a long wait or kind of like yeah, let's give it a break for a while. Mm -hmm. But they are losing viewers, like you said, and we just rattled off several names of people that we know that don't watch it anymore. Yeah. And even in our club that we get together, there's not a lot of... We don't even talk about the show. We don't talk about it that much. And um, I'm not sure... We still have a couple in our group that are like, but it's Doctor Who, it's always good. 
<laughs> and it's like we mentioned that in a previous podcast where we have people who like it no matter what they're cheerleaders for it and mm -hmm. I'm fine with that I mean you know but well anyways <laughs> <laughs> okay so anything else yep. okay thanks for listening <laughs>